Hello and welcome back to the Three Myths About Music Scholarships. I'm your host, Stephen McCandless. I'm going to guess that you're listening today because you have a high school musician living in your home, a high school musician with college on the horizon. And specifically, I mean college expenses on the horizon. You may be wondering, what help is there for these upcoming expenses? How am I, or we, going to afford this? There are a handful of options that can help pay for college, and they have different appeal. You can use your own money. You can get student loans. Your student can find grants. And your high school musician can receive music scholarships. Personally, I like the last option because it might be the easiest, that is, receiving music scholarships. I have a secret to share with you about college music scholarships that I'll reveal toward the end of this podcast. But now let's talk about the second of three big myths about music scholarships. Myth number two is that to get a music scholarship, you'll have to be a music major. Not true. Well, in some cases it may be true. As we discussed in the previous podcast, there is a subset of alpha colleges in the nation with ultra-elite music programs. We can assume that the students in those music programs are focusing only on music and probably are music majors. But that's an exception. Across the rest of the thousands of colleges and universities across the country, students do not have to be music majors to get music scholarships. They will probably need to participate in the music program, of course, but they can pursue whichever course of study they choose. Anecdotally, one of my best friends from high school went to college as a pre-med major and later became a physician, but enjoyed a music scholarship from the university's marching band. It was fun to catch glimpses of him on TV during the football games, especially the Rose Bowl. But being a music major is not a requirement for receiving a music scholarship. But do you know what is a requirement for receiving music scholarships? It's getting noticed by college music faculty and recruiters. If they don't know who your student is, they can't recruit your student. Now, the way that college music faculty and recruiters find high school musicians is changing, and rather rapidly. Up until the COVID-19 pandemic really changed all of our lives, college music faculty and recruiters would attend multi-school competitions, band camps, all sorts of summer camps, competitions, observing, judging, identifying potential scholarship candidates. But even before these competitions and camps and events were largely canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic, college music faculty and recruiters still had to be very choosy about which events to attend. They don't have the same kind of recruiting networks that the athletic programs have, that's for sure, nor the budget. Music departments have tighter limits on their time and travel allowances. So even when things were normal, recruiting has been a time-consuming, somewhat difficult activity for college music departments. But now, music recruiters and faculty are pulling out their smartphones and their laptop computers and are searching for students online and viewing their performance videos. They log into performingartscholarships.com, which is a search engine for college music recruiters. There they can search for candidates by geographic location, in-state, out-of-state, graduation year, instrument played, or if they sing, what type of singing they do. 
and can watch the performance videos that students have included in those musician profiles. And I said this before and I'll say it again, they really do value performance videos. So now it's time for the secret I promised to share with you about music scholarships. Here it is. Like most everything else in this world, the world of music scholarships follows the classic economic law of supply and demand. You'll remember that as the supply of something increases, the demand and prices for it goes down. But as the available supply of something decreases, the demand and the prices go up. We saw that recently with toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic. So to put that in music scholarship terms, consider that the ultra-elite schools already have an oversupply of applicants. And so they don't need to work very hard or offer scholarships to attract students. Their reputation is enough in their case. But the thousands of other universities and colleges may have some difficulty finding enough students for their music programs. So, when the available supply of music students is scarce, you could say that prices go up. This means that the music departments, especially those who are hungry for students, may have to compete. They may have to bring more music scholarship money to the table. And depending on the school, someone there might be under greater pressure to hit certain enrollment numbers, and maybe they have even more scholarship money to offer. You're listening today because you want some help paying for college, yes? Well, getting your high school musician in the Music Recruiters database at PerformingArtsScholarships.com helps them get found by college music recruiters. Let the law of supply and demand work for you. This increases the likelihood that your high school music student can get a music scholarship to help pay for college. And that's all for this second episode about the three myths about music scholarships. Join me for the next episode in which I'll dispel myth number three, that GPA and SAT or ACT scores are very important for music scholarships. Because that is just not true either. Thanks for listening. The Three Myths About Music Scholarships is presented by PerformingArtsScholarships.com. Music